Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Okay, we'll stop there. Father, we're so thankful that you're teaching us the names of God, your names. Um, and Lord, we ask that you would reveal a, a very uh, dear and precious name uh, to all of us. You are my shepherd. I pray, Lord Jesus, as Jehovah Rohi, you would reveal yourself in that special way to all of your sheep who are present here and online. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We've been talking about the names of God. And there is uh, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord is my healer. There is Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is my peace. Last week we did Jehovah Nisi, the Lord is my banner. This week we're doing Jehovah Nisi, uh, Jehovah Rohi, the Lord is my shepherd. Um, as it says in Psalm 23 verse 1. And it's very important that you personalize that verse. Um, you can think of the Lord as our shepherd collectively or uh, somebody who you respect, who seems to know Jesus. He's that person's shepherd. But do you know him as my shepherd? He has to become my shepherd. Um, Paul in Antioch, he preaches in Acts 13, speaking of the one who penned this psalm. Acts 13, verse 22, And when he had removed him, he raised up David to be their king, of whom he testified and said, I have found in David, the son of Jesse, a man after my heart, who will do all my will. Of this man's offspring, God has brought to Israel a Savior, Jesus, as he promised. Don't you want to be uh, known as a man or a woman after God's heart? Uh, and how do you know you're a person after God's heart? At the end of your life, God will say of you, you did my will. Everything I asked of you, you wanted to, to do it completely. You didn't want to drop any assignment. You did everything I asked of you because you kept seeking my heart. And my heart was lived out through your life. And Paul is preaching about David. And of course, through the line of David, the son of David, Jesus Christ came. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to park on David for some time because David is such a colorful character. Uh, the reason why I was thinking about Luke 15 um, is the, the chief job of a shepherd is to find sheep. And, and Luke 15 begins with uh, uh, talking about finding lost sheep. And it contrasts, and this is similar to the prodigal son who repents, and the, and the older brother who does not repent, uh, Jesus says that there is more rejoicing in heaven over one person who repents than over 99 who do not repent. The 99 elder brothers, the 99 religious people, the 99 Pharisees, anybody who think, I don't need to repent. The mark of a Christian is you repent. Because we need to be found by Jesus, not just at the beginning of our spiritual journey, at every point, whenever we sin, we are lost. Every time we sin, and it happens so often throughout even one day, we, we sin, we don't even realize that we're getting darkened. We're, we're, we're falling away. We are, we're becoming lost. And every time you repent, it is Jesus knocking on the door of your heart 
and Him finding you again and the relationship with God being reconciled and restored. So the chief job of a shepherd is to find lost sheep. And thankfully, God doesn't just find us once and then leave us be. He searches for us every day of your life. And Jesus is searching for lost sheep today. And may all of us be found by Him. Psalm 23, verse 1, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I keep coming back to this verse because I think this is the final verse that at the end of David's life, this is what he shouted uh, in heaven. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. If you can say this and mean it, you will do well in your Christian life. If you say, the Lord Jesus is my shepherd, and in Him I have everything, I lack nothing. That is what it means, that I shall not want. Meaning, I desire Jesus more than anybody else, more than anything else. And because that is established, things in my life may not be going well. I might not be rich. I might not be famous. I might be ridiculed by my family members. The, the people in this world may think I'm nothing, I'm worthless. But if I have Jesus, I shall not want. Because you desire Him, you have Him, nothing else matters. If you can say this verse from the depths of your being, then you have a heart after God. You are a man, a woman after God's heart. If you can say Psalm 23:1 and mean it. I have Jesus. In Him I have everything. I may have nothing else, but in Him I have everything I need. I lack nothing. I shall not want. Psalm 23, verse 2, it says, He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Uh, he makes me lie down. That is a, the, the meaning is you're stretched out. It's, it's a picture of peace. You sh where do you stretch out? You stretch out when you're comfortable. You stretch out when you're at home. You lay out on your couch. You're just total peace. Jehovah Shalom. In the presence of Jesus. It is Jehovah Shalom. It is Jehovah Rohi. It's a stretched out, relaxing, beside, uh, uh, in, uh, grazing on green pastures. And, and the next section is, is like that. He leads me beside still waters. And when we think of Jesus as a shepherd, we think often that He's got to uh, help me to decide things and I need to move places and do things. We think that's what it means to be led. But here, the, the, when it says, leads me, it's different from verse 3 when it says, He leads me. Here when it says, in verse 2, when it says, He leads me, He's saying, I will guide you to a watering place to water. He's reiterating the fact that it, the fact that he's, he's not leading you to anywhere. He's leading you to Himself, the source of living water. So He leads you to watering to, a, to, a, to still waters, to quiet waters. And where do we find quiet? Where do we find stillness? In Jesus' presence. It is being led back to Him. It is being a sheep who was once lost, who desired other things, and so you chased after those things. You became lost. And to be led back to Jesus, where you can stretch out rest, and you can be watered, 
in your soul. And before David does anything, what is he doing? He is a shepherd boy. He is learning in the natural what he's going to learn in the spiritual. And, and that's why I feel like me and Polly, we're in sync. Because David, where, where does he come onto the scene after he's being shepherd? He brings out a slingshot to Goliath. He has absolute faith that I can take this worthless man down who's mocking the people of God. See, this is not courage. This is not courage. Because I'm sure there are many other fighters in Israel's army who are more qualified, who had more natural bravado and courage. This is faith. That he was in that moment, God selected him for this, and he's like, how come no one's doing this? I have a slingshot, I'll, I'll go out there. How come no one's doing this? It's not, it's not bravado, it's not courage. It's God telling him, this is you. And when God puts something on you, you think, why can't anyone else do it? It's because God didn't call anybody else. God called David. That's why for him, it's like, who's going to fight? It's like, how come you're not fighting? I'll fight. Of course he will fight. God chose him for this. God has been preparing his whole life for this. And he brings out a slingshot and he says, I'm the one. I'll fight him. To say that Jesus is my shepherd. And where do we get led? We get led right back to himself where you can rest in Him, Jehovah Shalom. And He is a source of living water. Jesus says, anybody who thirsts, come to me. Anybody who needs rest, come to me. This is being led in a relationship to Jesus. This is the foundation of everything. Don't let people deceive you that you need to be led to do things and to go places primarily. That will happen. But primarily, you're being shepherded back to Jesus Himself. And that is Jesus' his primary ministry to you and our primary response to Him as lost sheep. I want to be found, Lord. I bet you had some difficulty this week. I bet you were desiring other things this week. It's a confession of, I am lost, Jesus. Can you find me? I desire other things more than you. Can you fix this? I repent, Lord. It is, it is a mark of a Christian to repent. When you say, okay, I've lost touch with Jesus. I've, I've become lost again. It, it is a confession of Jesus, come find me. I am thirsty. I lack rest. Jesus, come find me. It is Psalm 23, 1, 2, and 3. And then in verse, 20, in verse 3, it says, He leads me. That is, He is guiding you. That's often what we think of when, when we think shepherds lead sheep. We move places, we go places. Primarily, we need to be led to Jesus. That is our primary response as sheep. Where is my shepherd? How come I don't desire my shepherd? Why do I desire other things? Why do I get so easily lost? That is where our primary repentance is. Jesus, I don't desire you enough. Jesus, I get, I'm so prone to wander. I get so easily distracted. My heart is so divided. And Jesus is saying, come to me. Come to me. Here's green pastures. Just relax. Just have peace. Just fellowship. When he says green pastures, still waters, he's saying fellowship. 
I want a fellowship with you. Why don't you? Do, how do you establish this, this, this uh, conviction that He is my shepherd? It's when, as sheep, you graze in His presence, you drink in His presence, and that's over over a course of your lifetime, you're able to say, Jesus, you are my shepherd. You're my shepherd. And every time we fall short, and it happens so often, in a day, in a week, in a month, in a year, we are lost for long stretches of our, of our life. And when we repent, unlike the, the elder son, we repent, we come home. Unlike the 99 people for whom there is no rejoicing in heaven because they do not repent, they don't think they need to repent. It is such a glorious uh, invitation when God says, come and repent. Come and repent. It is, a, it is an invitation. Come and, re and be restored in your soul. In verse 3 it says, He restores my soul. It means to turn back. Your soul is the part of you that is your will, yourself, your, your mind, your will, your emotions, your desires. It's all that drives you and it drives your decision and drives your goals and drives your passions. God is saying, this thing needs to be reined in. This thing needs to turn back. It's going in the wrong direction. Come back to me. I want to restore your soul. Before I lead you out, before I lead you and teach you how to, to, to go on the path of righteousness and to make decisions and to fulfill assignments, before I lead you in this direction, first your soul needs to turn back. Your soul is out of control. Your soul is, is all over the place. It is so stubborn, so strong. The soul needs to be reined in. That is Jesus. Once He gets your attention and you're grazing in His presence, you're drinking in His presence, then He says, let me work on your soul. Before I lead you out, before I take you to a path of righteousness, before you live a life that's pleasing, can you first bring your soul before me? Let me, let me fix it. Let me restore it. This soul, this will, the desires, the emotions are out of control. Let me rein it in for you. And so that also is an invitation to repent. The mark of a Christian, the mark of a sheep, is whenever you're lost, you repent, you turn back. Whenever your soul is, is, is raging, you rein it in. You know, um, there are many names of God and, and all of it we have to take in to have the fullness of who God is and to relate to Him in a mature way. You know, Timothy, he is, to some, he is, he is Timo. To, to others, he's Timothy. Uh, to his friends later, maybe they'll call him Tim. To me, he is son. If I'm playing in basketball, he's boy. I mean, there's many different titles. Uh, and also, he relates to me a different way, and a different way that he relates to other people outside of our home. He, uh, I am, uh, to some, I am dad. To other, if they're in trouble, I am father. To the children, if if they're in trouble, I am not dad. I'm not Abba, Appa. I am I am your father. Watch, do not cross the line. I am dad. I'm, I mean, I'm father. Some people know me as Ray. Some people know me as P Ray. Some people I'm their pastor. Some people I'm just a nobody. We all have different names. God has different names because you're supposed to see the fullness of who He is. 
there are times we, we are, He is Abba, He is always Abba, He is always someone we can run to. Jesus is always a shepherd, He is always humble and gentle, we can come to Him. And, and, and all the more as, a, as an infant, who, who is just making a lot of noise and we have some infants here, they, that's, that's, that's normal, that's to be expected. Infants just cry, they just whine. And, and as, as parents, we just come to them, we embrace them for who they are. But as we mature, that tongue needs to be reined in. Those emotions need to be reined in. There is a, a way that we, res, we respect the Lord and out of fear, of Him and out of respect. We honor parents. That is a picture. If we do that to earthly parents who do not even deserve our respect, how much more to a Heavenly Father do we give absolute respect? There's a, there's a way that we maybe interacted with the Father as Abba and we just said whatever we wanted, we did whatever we wanted and God accepted us because we're just infants. But as you grow up, as you grow up, you start uh, maturing. You start uh, putting away the milk bottle. You start eating solid food. You're growing up to be an adolescent. You're showing up to growing up to be an adult. There's this kind of respect you should have for the Heavenly Father because He is the one to fear. He is the one to fear. He is the only one who can send you to hell. He's the only one who can embrace you to heaven. There is a part of God that in, in, in His holiness, as we mature, we interact with Him a certain way. There is a fear and a trembling before Him and a working out of, of our own salvation with fear and trembling. And so all of these names of God is giving us a full picture of who He is. He is comfortable. He is gentle. He is safe. He is also Holy, holy, holy. He is to be feared. Our good shepherd, before he leads us out, he leads everybody back to himself. Do you know Jesus as your shepherd? Do you know him as your shepherd? How much did you call out his name this week? How much did you spend time with Him this week? How much did you chase after other desires more than you desire Jesus? These are just easy things to just assess. Is He really my shepherd? Do I really desire Him? And based on your self-examination, I'm sure there's much to repent of. Okay, let's pray. bring ourselves before the Lord and just honestly admit my soul is out of control my desires are all misplaced I know Jesus in a distant sort of way I don't know him as my shepherd 
I haven't spent much time with Him. I'm so distracted. I spend one minute in prayer, my mind wanders. Other things are more entertaining and engaging. Prayer, the Word, is so boring. Connecting with Jesus is so few and far between. How much did you meet Jesus this week? How much did you call upon His name? How can we become like Him unless we're in His presence? Before God leads us anywhere to do anything, He says, first listen to my son. I brought you the shepherd. Your sheep, your primary identity is sheep as followers of Jesus. He's leading you back to Himself. It is not just salvation. The turning point is his everyday turning to Jesus. Every time that we desire something else, we're lost. Every time our soul is out of control, we're lost. Every time we, we uh, move away from Jesus, we're lost. God is inviting us to repent, to return to Jesus. If your soul is out of control, bring it before the Lord. We should relate to, to the Lord in a respectful way. He deserves our respect. He deserves our honor. We don't just come to Him with a tantrum. We come to Him expressing our thoughts, yes. But at the end, honoring Him with fear and trembling. That is who He is. He deserves our respect. He deserves our respect. Jesus is gentle. Let Him teach you how to bring your soul into submission to your spirit. Your soulishness needs to be repented of. Ask Jesus to show you what areas of your soul, your mind, is out of control. What, how that needs to be reined in to have the mind of Christ. Your will that is stubborn, that chases after things other than Jesus. How that will, that needs to be broken in Jesus' name. The emotions that just flare up. It's okay if you're an infant. It's okay if you just got saved. But it's not okay if you've been walking with the Lord for many years. That thing needs to be reined in. He wants to change and restore your soul the way that Jesus, who had a soul, showed us how to live. Mind, will, emotion surrendered at peace. Total self-control of his emotions, his speech. Surrender to the will of the Father. He said, not my will, even as a son of God. He said, not my will, even as a son of God, had to learn obedience through suffering. How much more we have to bring our soulishness and rein it in and repent of it. Let's bring our soul before the Lord, our mind, will, emotion. Let's plead the blood of Jesus. Ask Him to forgive us of all soulishness. Let's ask the Lord to cultivate a desire for Jesus and a proper, respectful attitude toward our Heavenly Father. He deserves it. He is to be feared. Okay, let's pray. Father, we repent before you. 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 
we repent before you, Lord. There's nothing else we can say. We're sorry. We're sorry, Lord. We're sorry, Lord. We're sorry, Lord. We're sorry, Lord. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. I'm sorry for my soul, my mind, well, emotion, my distract, being distracted, being angry. Forgive me, Lord, for not desiring Jesus. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord, for my maturity. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. Bring my soul into submission to my spirit. Forgive me, Lord. 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 Help 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 me, Lord. Restore my soul. Restore my soul. Forgive me for my soulishness. 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 Extend us a special prayer. Anybody who is having difficulty um, reigning in their soul, and you've been praying to Jesus, and uh, you're just stuck. Your mind is out of control. Your will is out of control. Your emotions are out of control. Uh, if if that's you and you need prayer, please come forward. We'd love to pray for you. Please, Lord. Please, Lord, help us. Please, Lord, our soul needs to be restored. Our soul needs to be restored. Our soul needs to be restored. Restore our soul. Restore our soul. Restore our soul in your presence, Lord Jesus. Restore our soul in your presence, Lord Jesus. Restore our soul in your presence, Lord Jesus. Minister to us, Lord Jesus. Jehovah Nisi. Restore our soul.
antagonism, anger, wounds from the past, unforgiveness. Sorry for not showing the heart of the Father to the boys. Forgive us, Lord, for falling short, for not making Jesus uh, more precious in our household, for not uplifting and lifting up the name of Jesus more, Lord, and not and the boys being so quiet uh, and not praying aloud, not lifting up the name of Jesus, Lord. It's our fault. Forgive us, Lord, for falling short. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us, Lord. We bring our soul before you. Father, I bring Jackie before you. I ask, oh Lord, that you heal her from a desire for emotional comfort. Lord, that, that emotion, Lord, may it be brought uh, to uh, in line, may it be reined in. May she have, Lord, uh, the, the surrender of this emotion. May you sanctify and fix this, Lord. She doesn't need emotional peace with everyone. She needs to do what you ask of her. Be at peace with you. Be a peacemaker when necessary. But Lord, any discomfort, Lord, is not her burden. She doesn't have to fix it. She needs to surrender to you and not allow this, uh, these uh, 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 tendencies to, uh, to uh, uh, cause her to be imbalanced in any way. Father, we, we just want Jesus. We want Jesus more. In our mind, we want the mind of Christ. We want to consider others more important than us. We want to be humble. Lord, give us a mind of Christ. Give us a will that is surrendered. Give us a will, not my will, not our will, but your will be done. Even with the boys, not, not our timetable, your timetable. You're going to meet them as you did Timothy, Lord, at the 11th hour. So, Lord, how much more we, we can trust you for the other two boys. So, Father, would not our will, your will be done in terms of uh, our emotions. Lord, we give it to you. I give my anger to you. I give my irritation to you. I give my uh, heart that just wants to cut people out of my life. Lord, I pray, Lord, that all the damages uh, from Brooklyn, from my from my parents, Lord, I cut it off in Jesus' name. Lord, I, I cancel any legal right of the enemy. I cast out any unclean spirit that is latched onto our family, that is being that is being passed on uh, uh, unknowingly to the boys. Father, Lord, it is it is my fault. So, Lord, I pray you forgive us, Lord. Forgive us. Lord, forgive us, Lord. Lord, it's our fault. Lord, we didn't we didn't show the image of God better. We didn't lift up the name of Jesus more. We didn't desire Jesus more enough in the practical decisions of life. We didn't make that the main pursuit of this household. Lord, we say it, but in terms of our actions, in terms of our words, it did not come out. So, Lord, it is our fault. We fell short. So, Lord, forgive us. Forgive us, Lord. Help us, Lord. We repent. We want it. We want to start new. Lord, you give us a, a a clear new beginning last night. Lord, now we wanna we wanna start new. Lord, give us wisdom. What needs to change? What needs to change practically throughout the schedule of the day? I pray you would help us, Lord. We, we trust you will give wisdom. I, I pray, Lord, you will soften hearts, soften hearts, soften hearts, Lord. We trust you, Lord. We trust you in Jesus' name. praying to Jehovah Rohi, your shepherd. Let's thank the Lord Jesus for dying on a cross, for submitting himself to the will of the Father. And he struggled at Gethsemane, but he learned obedience. 
He put down his soul when it really counted. He obeyed the will of God all the way to the end, died on a cross, and by his body that was broken, his blood shed, we are recipients of a new covenant. Let's thank him for that. Uh, let's also uh, pray to Jehovah Rapha. Wherever you're hurt, wherever there's pain, let's pray to our healer, Jehovah Rapha. Uh, if also, if you'd like to come forward for, uh, for prayer for healing, you can do so now. sister, every body, soul, spirit, mind, will, emotion, especially our soul. I pray you sanctify our soul. I pray that you sanctify our soul with their blood. I pray that you sanctify your soul. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Thank you for speaking every time she testifies here. Lord, we see your hand in her life. Thank you, Lord. You're her shepherd. Uh, even the song selection, Lord, I see her heart. She desires you above everything else. Lord, may that be the guiding framework of her life before any decision. She wants to first connect to you, minister before you, be in your presence, uh, connect to you, uh, to, be, uh, to, to have a conviction that you are her shepherd. Lord, is my shepherd. I pray that you grow her in that conviction. Lord, from there, I pray that you would lead her in paths of righteousness. This decision, Lord, she surrenders to you. Not her will, but your will be done. May her soul be completely uh, under her spirit and under the Holy Spirit. May you shepherd and guide her. Lord, if this is from you, Lord, may she have peace. May she have confirmation. May other people who are praying for her be in agreement because we're all praying to the same God. So, Lord, we ask, oh, Father, for just a beautiful uh, testimony of what you will do, either through saying yes to decision or, or saying no. Or either way, you're in control. Either way, you're the shepherd. And so we surrender to you as sheep. Thank you, Lord, for finding us. Thank you, Lord, that when we're lost, when we're prodigal son, when we're the elder son who doesn't even know they're lost, I pray, thank you, that we repent. Thank you that we're quick to repent. Thank you, thank you that your blood is... Uh, blood covers us and forgives us and redeems us. Thank you that your mercies are new every morning. I bless this sister. May you be with her in this week as she discerns your voice. Speak in a way that she can hear it, Lord. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.
Father, thank you so much for being so gentle to us. And every time we repent, it is an invitation to reconnect with our shepherd and to go back home. What a glorious thing to repent. You're never angry with us. You never condemn us. You never slam the door in our face. You always welcome us. You're always tender toward us for those who repent, to those who recognize they're lost, you're so quick to embrace us and to give us good gifts and, to, and to, uh, to fellowship with us. Thank you, Lord, for being that kind of a Heavenly Father and that, that type of Good Shepherd. Father, we forgive us for all the ways that we're lost, all the ways we desire other things, all the ways we, uh, our soul is out of control. Lord, we've been walking with you, uh, but Lord, we, we, we did not uh, bring our souls into submission. We did not allow uh, uh, the desire for Jesus to grow and to flourish, but instead we allowed it to be choked out. We allowed other things to entangle us and to trip us up and to, to, uh, to cause us to stray from the narrow way. So Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are a shepherd who keeps knocking on the door of our heart. And so we repent now, we let you in. And we graze in your presence beside green pastures. We, we drink in your presence. You are the living water. Fill us, Lord. Soften hearts, Lord. Soften hearts, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for dying on a cross. Minister to us as we partake in the Lord's Supper. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.